Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my guy, as always, here on Bulls on Tap, Bulls Scripted, a.k.a. Keith Franz. We are here after a 122-112 loss in the opening preseason game to the Milwaukee Bucks, but a lot of silver linings. Keith, my man, how do you feel after your first Bulls game of the year is finally under your belt? Oh, uh, you know... I'm feeling like Daniel Gafford's definitely going to be the steal of this draft from the second round. That's 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 what I'm initially feeling, and maybe that's overreaction. Uh, but I also am a little curious as to where and if he's going to fit into the rotation, or if we're going to see so much that in Lowry four five that Gafford really doesn't crack the eight nine ten man rotation, whatever Jimbo settles on. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing to bring up here. Is, um, I haven't seen that he's going to get a lot of G League time, and I'll, I'll tell you that, I mean, I know it's a one-game sample size here, but he looked pretty decent in Summer League. Then coming in here, getting his first you know uh, play on the United Center floor in a game action, he looked good. I mean, he had three blocks, he had 12 points, five boards, he finished a plus one on the plus minus. I mean, you know, eight, in 18 minutes, he shot three for six. He, he played a hell of a game, and he, he was all over the place trying to keep the ball alive. It just seems like the kid had a knack for being right by the cup when that ball was coming, too. Had a couple nice oops tonight. I I liked what I saw out of Daniel Gafford a lot, and I wouldn't be upset if I saw him, you know, if he cracked the rotation. He, he runs the floor. He's a hustle guy. He plays good defense for the most part, and I was really happy with that. Another thing I was happy with was Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn looked real good today. What were your thoughts on him? Uh, I thought he played his role nicely. He finished the game with 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. Um, So already coming out with that defensive stuff. Wow, I just saw Saransky had five steals in the game. I know. I just saw that too. I didn't even realize. He only played 22 minutes. That is is intense. Um, No, I thought Dunn played a pretty complete game. Obviously, it's a one-game sample size, but he had a couple finishes around the cup that were pretty difficult, and he looked pretty confident, so that was nice to see. Um, if he's not going to you know, develop a three-point shot, at least he can get more consistent around the dish. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, what I like to see out of Chris Dunn anyway is using his athleticism and his size to get to the rim and then kick the ball to open shooters. I mean, I think that's just a really positive thing in his game, and like I said, tonight he came out, and I mean, he had a real nice, in the second quarter, a real nice finish under the rim, went up and under, and it just, he seemed more confident with the ball, he was running the floor with purpose, and that's what I really like to see out of him, and again, I know it's preseason, but, you know, Chris Dunn knows that he's playing for a spot, you know, he's playing for a spot on this team, and he's trying to keep his starting gig, so, you know, I think we're going to see probably the best version of Chris Dunn you know, that we've seen in a Bulls uniform. Not that he's been terrible, because he hasn't been. I don't know what that that whole stigma is about, but I don't think he's been terrible at all. I think he's been pretty decent here. I know he's dealt with some injuries and had a couple issues here and there, but I liked what I saw out of him. Another guy I want to get to is a, a another core guy here, Zach Levine. 
he looked pretty good today too, man. That, that deep ball. He shot three for six from three-point land, 16 points, six boards, five assists, five for 13 from the floor, all coming in 22 minutes of play. No, yeah, he had deuce as well. 22 minutes, 22 seconds played tonight. Zach is Zach. I mean, that's that's pretty much it at this point. His shot looks extremely fluid. Um, if Jim has any validity to what he feels about Zach coming into the season, we should see more sustainable bursts from Zach, which maybe translate more to the defensive end and being able to focus more on that side of the ball. Um, some defensive blunders tonight, but overall there's there's really not much to complain about when it comes to Zach on the offensive end. He even seemed to be moving the ball a little bit quicker than usual. So, you know, limited sample size, but I think uh, we know what we're going to get out of Zach from him this season. He had a almost poster dunk. I think it was the second quarter, and I almost I, – dude, I almost shit my pants. I thought he was going to finish it for a minute. He got – he got uh, fouled on the attempt, but he, he jumped up, and I mean, he went over three Milwaukee Buck defenders and, and almost got that ball down. It ended up bouncing off the back <laughs> the back of the rim and just flying in the air, but I, <laughs> man, maybe Jimbo wasn't lying when he told us that he thinks that Zach is even more athletic, as crazy as it sounds. Those are Jimbo's words, not mine, but he, he looked good. He looked good. He looked strong. He looked fast. Looked a lot smarter with the ball, too. He's looking for his teammates a lot. One of his teammates that he seems to be getting very close with, Lowry Market, and played an all right game today. He went five for 12. Four of those shots were from deep. He shot four for eight from the three point line. A nice 50% there. Five boards for Markinen. Two assists, one foul. Markinen looked good. Um, I just want to see him rebound a little bit better. I mean, I think that's something that we've talked about even before Bulls on Tap was conceived. Um, but. I want to see him rebound and get his, you know, get in better position under the rim a little bit. He he lost a couple battles to uh, Rolo, and even Brooke got him twice on um, on a couple offensive rebounds on the Bucks side. So I want to see him do a little bit better in boxing out and whatnot. But other than that, I can't, like you said, you can't really complain about Zach. It's kind of hard to complain about Lowry too. No, yeah, that's going to be a, kind of a key point here if the Bulls are going to run Thad and Lowry four or five a lot is. How good are they going to be as a rebounding team? Obviously, the Bucks have two monsters who happen to be twins in the Lopez brothers down there, so that's kind of a tough task. And I think Jim might have rode that pairing a little too long, but uh, with Gafford coming off the hyperextended elbow that he only drank a glass of milk to heal, maybe keeping him away from those two bigger guys was strategic. Um, but either way, Lowry does need to be a little more aggressive on the rebounding end and we saw last year when he does that the offense translates with that so uh hopefully by the time we get to the regular season he's in you know 100 percent go mode and he's attacking the boards like a monster yeah i mean that's that's what we have to hope for um let's just get into the last guy that i really wanted to get into his game and that's someone who's uh becoming quite the fan favorite already here within pulse nation and uh, after his first preseason game was played, that's Kobe White. Uh, Kobe White played pretty well today. I mean, his numbers might not reflect it from the shooting end of things. He shot three for ten. He did hit one three. He went one for three uh, from three-point land. Um, or was I looking at the wrong stat line? No, I was looking at the right stat line. He went five from eight from the free throw, uh, from the charity stripe. 
And then, you know, other than that, he, he was all right. He had 12 points, one assists, he had one steal, and two boards. Kobe White was everywhere tonight. And what mostly impressed me from him was his on-ball defense. He had a couple instances where he drew two offensive fouls in the same quarter. And I, I was just really impressed by that. That jump shot, that midi that he's got with that little step back, that's going to start falling eventually. I mean, he, he creates such separation off his little step-back jumper that he has. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. And then him in that three-pointer, I know it didn't, you know, he hit um, he hit one of them, you know, went 33% from behind the line, one for three. But that's going to start falling, too. And I think when those start falling, this kid might end up being a – I always thought that he was a good pick. I'm not upset about the pick. I never was. I just – I was weary of it a little bit because I, I'm not a big UNC guy. But damn, man, I think if that if he can get those shots to start falling with the separation that he can make and the pace that he pushes, <laughs> opposing teams need to watch out. No, yeah, I think the one thing that we always knew that was going to translate immediately was his speed and transition. We got quite a few good looks at that tonight, um, him just pushing the ball and whether it relates in him creating for his teammates or himself. Um He's going to be really effective in transition. I do think, uh, and we're probably going to beat this like a dead horse here for the beginning of the season until it you know, kind of develops a little bit, but I do think he is more of a shooting guard. Uh, the one three-pointer that he had did come off a very nice assist from Chris Dunn, uh, and I do ultimately think that is a pairing we're going to see on the reserve unit as Sato should get the nod as the starter once the season rolls around. But Having Chris Dunn as the facilitator and letting Kobe ease into that kind of role and kind of learning in transition with the speed of the NBA. Uh, he did have a turnover tonight where, you know, you could just tell it was a pass that he probably would have been able to make in college, but just not um, at this level. So I am really excited for Kobe. Uh, the defensive end, uh, I have to fully agree with there. That was uh, encouraging to see. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, Denzel. What did you think about his overall game tonight? I uh, He showed some flashes. He had a really good layup finish at the rim against a defender, and then he hit a couple threes um, in the first half, and then it kind of just kind of went downhill after that. Um, obviously, this was his first game action, I want to say, in 534 days. That's his last game action. That's how long ago it was. Um I think we know what we're going to get out of Denzel. A good spot-up shooter who can maybe kind of stay ahead of, you know, when he's on defense, he could try to stay in front of the uh, offensive player, but he's just, he brings you spot-up three-point shooting. Other than that, um, it, it's just Denzel to me. I don't know how you feel. Um, I feel like he should stick to catch-and-shoot three-pointers, uh, transitional playmaking, and his goofy floater that actually is rather effective. Um. But other than that, please stop driving the basketball. Please stop over dribbling, as Jim Boylan would say. Be a .5 man. Move that bitch. And let's <laughs> keep it rolling. Because uh, you're not Zach Levine, Denzel. You're, you're Valentine. You're not Levine. Catch and shoot. Floaters. Transitional playmaking. And try to hold your own on fucking defense. We got to make that, that a t-shirt for you, don't we? 
Uh, maybe I don't know, but he's Denzel's just got to he's got to stay in his lane. If he stays in his lane, he can be a very important player for this team. If he's going to do extra, uh, he's just going to annoy the crap out of every single Bulls fan, and it's just it's not going to be fun. I just I just want to like let the record show and let Tony know real quick or Nani whoever's going to be you know checking this out, which I'm sure a plethora of people are going to be checking this shit out because it's going to be the best goddamn Bulls podcast on the internet. Number one, but number two, if you guys are checking this out right now, we need to get. Denzel, play a point five and move that bitch. We need that on a T-shirt, and I want to wear that when we go to a game. Because that was uh, you're just just never... get Jim's head on the front like Harry Carey with quotes on the back that says "Move that bitch." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Saturday was badass. Um, shout out to everybody that listened to our episode. I know it dropped late on Saturday night or at least Sunday morning. I think I posted it like ten thirty at night on Saturday, but we got a lot of good. Um, listens on that and a lot of good reviews for it so thank you to everybody that checked that out move into a couple more players here before we break down the rest of the game um i want to get into thad young real quick uh thad looked okay uh he shot two from eight Uh, he attempted uh three three pointers he didn't hit any of them he had four points three assists and three boards a lot of hesitation from thad from behind the line like he didn't want to shoot um, you know, I'm pretty familiar with Thad's game. He used to let it fly maybe with him being in the league a little bit, you know, longer now, more, you know, veteran presence behind him. He doesn't want to want to pull the trigger on that because he knows he's not as effective as he is obviously in the paint. But other than that, I can't complain too bad. Thad was, a uh, he helped defensively uh, quite a bit tonight and he, he looked all right. And, and I'm excited to see if he, if he's the one coming off our bench, I'm excited to see what he brings. He brought a steal tonight, a block tonight, and he actually finished plus two in the plus minus. So I was, I was happy to see that. You know, most actually the only players that did finish plus in the plus minus before I let you get in the Thad here, Keith, was uh, Gafford with plus one, Thad with plus two, Archie with plus four, Makoko with plus one, and Sato with plus three. So only five players finished in the plus and plus minus. So, um, you know, and every name that I just named off is a decent defensive player and is kind of known a little bit for their defense. No, I mean, if I think if you look at Thaddeus Young and you were expecting him to be this offensive threat, you got it wrong. Thad's the player that's going to do all the extra stuff that makes it easier for your Levines and your Markinins to focus more so on offense. Um, overall, for the game, though, I think the plan that the Bulls took in was – the right plan they took 38 three-pointers uh last year throughout the whole entire season they only had 20 games in which they did that so uh in that regard i think they took a step in the right direction i think that's mainly gonna stick to corner threes just because that's one of the most effective shots in the league and that's something that he can do he's not a top of the key guy um but he did i think he had an off game offensively but defensively, I really did like to see what he brought. That one block uh, that he had in transition was really clean. But I'm not I'm not worried about Thad's offense. He's going to bring all the intangibles that you need to keep this thing on track. Absolutely. So now that we're kind of like done breaking down the individual players that we were really interested in, there's one thing I don't know if you caught this during the game, man. How about Makoka and... Uh... And Giannis's uh, little brother—they were getting a little chippy out there on the court here today. But I like the way Makoka played. I, I, 
he brings that uh who was everybody's favorite bull for a long time david nawaba nawaba wabba wabba nawaba wabba he brings that david nawaba feel you know what i mean just a hustle guy that you know for some reason some people thought he was going to win us an nba championship but I loved it. I loved it. He was my one of my favorite players of the game today was Makoka, believe it or not, just because he was very chippy, you know, getting in there, trying to break up as many plays as he can, being physical. I, I don't know what you thought of his play, but I thought it was pretty cool, and I thought that him and the other Antikotupo brother, I, I butchered that. I can't say I've been drinking. Um, but regardless, I thought they were getting a little chippier tonight, and I, I liked it. I, I liked seeing uh, tough, gritty Bulls basketball. Uh, I do like Makoka's bulldog mentality. Uh, I thought his jumper looked better in summer league. Obviously, it was only one game tonight, so hopefully he can continue to improve on that. But I think if he can uh, become an outside threat, that he is a you know a potential NBA player that you could see on a 15-man roster here in the near future. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Anything else that you saw that you want to point out to the people? No, I mean, not really. I think it was a pretty straightforward game. Obviously, we lost. Um kind of playing part of the Bucks B team, but if you watch the game, you realize that both teams were really playing the back end of their bench to close the game, and hell, the Bulls started fucking Felicio. So um, it's not like it was a super serious event, but just to see Bulls basketball for the first time uh, in a while, and it's, you know, it's rust form, I guess, that was, uh, was good to see, and I'm just glad that the season's here. Speaking of uh, Felicio, real quick, um, have you ever seen an NBA player besides Kwame Brown with more butterfingers than Felicio? No, I, and, I, and I loved how, like, in the first quarter, the pass that he caught, <laughs> he referenced his goggles. Oh, he's going <laughs> to see better this year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, he, dude, he looks big. They said that he's, like, 280 pounds or something like that, I think. Yeah, or, and he was listed at 265 last year. Yeah, I mean, that he just looks big, and it looks like he's having trouble running up and down the floor. And those goggles aren't doing him any justice because he bobbled so many damn balls today, man. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. But I do give him an A plus for the goggles. I, I, I like people that wear goggles. You know, Captain Kirk wore them for a little bit. So to close out his career, I just, I just think they're cool and tough. But yeah, that I mean, that's all I have uh, for this episode of Bulls on Tap. Um, I just want to remind everybody to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Be sure you're following at Bulls on Tap on Twitter. We're steadily growing because of you guys. Retweet the shit out of this episode once you're done listening to it. Let everybody know where you can find it, how you can listen to it, and who to interact with. I am Buzz. You follow me at Buzz on Tap on Twitter, and you can follow my dude Keith at Bull Scripted on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back after the next preseason game, which is Wednesday. Wednesday night, I believe. Yeah, yeah Wednesday uh, night against the Pelicans. We get Zion into town. All right. It's, it'll be interesting to see if he actually plays, but I'm looking forward to that review. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to do that. So, Keith, as for you, man, I'm heading out myself. Time to go uh, edit this bad boy and, t- and go nine-eye and then get ready for Wednesday and, uh, you know, watch more Bulls basketball. All right. Sounds good, boss. Stay classy. Later. Chicago, Chicago, my city, my city, Chicago.